Hello, I'm William Stewart. Welcome back to this podcast on the major themes of scripture. I'm glad you're here. We get to the a really exciting part this time, the end times, when Christ comes the second time to initiate eternity, our great hope for those who've trusted by faith in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ for their salvation. This is it. So prophecy in scripture is vitally important. It, it, by some accounts, it's up to a quarter of all the Bible. <clears throat> um, even a greater percentage of the Old Testament is prophetic versus the New Testament. But it's the New Testament where prophecy more clearly outlines the end times. Now, what do we mean by end times? Well, this is the, it could be defined in two ways. It could be the times of the church <clears throat> and Christ coming again or just the end times. So like um, terms, the last days, times of the times, um, all can mean in context, either the uh, end times Christ coming again, or the beginning at the time of the church, which initiates the end times. It's part of the kingdom because we have the spiritual side of the kingdom, whereas the physical side of the kingdom will come when Christ comes again. All this is called the study of eschatology. If you go to seminary, there, there would be a course in eschatology. Eschatos, the Greek word, uh, remember the New Testament is written in Greek, eschatos, last, <clears throat> last times. So where does this all begin? Well, at this, at this time, we're in the time of the church, but that time will end <clears throat> at the rapture. So the rapture is when, and this is described in 1 Thessalonians 4 and 1 Corinthians 15. So rapture is the time when Christ appears with the shout of the trumpet and comes and draws Christians up to meet him in the air. So believers before that time will be taken with him to heaven. So the church will be taken out of the way. Now, when will this be? Well, Often many people have tried to speculate on this, but we don't know. <clears throat> and that's important. If somebody's trying to tell you when the end times will occur uh, or the church will be left in the end times, this is not the case. We are not to know God's wrath, Revelation 3.10. So we are taken out of the way. <clears throat> the church is taken out of the way. And the great tribulation will begin after the rapture. Now, the Great Tribulation is described in 2 Thessalonians 2 and in uh, the Olivet Discourse, mostly from the Jewish side in Matthew 24, primarily, but also in Mark and Luke, <clears throat> similar chapters. And then the um, also in Revelation, most extensively in chapters 4 through 18. So uh, this is a critical time where God's wrath is poured out on the earth. Uh, he has no organized representation uh, on the earth. And um, uh, people will suffer greatly God's wrath because of their prior sin. Now, what happens during the tribulation? Uh, well, this is it. Sometimes it's hard to discern and people get confused 
reading the book. I, I think really a first question is, how do we interpret what we read in the book of Revelation or in prophecy in general? <clears throat> well, I think we take scripture in our interpretation in a normal, literal way. All of the Bible is God's truth and revelation. And when we look at it, we interpret it in a normal way. If it's a letter, it's a letter. If it's a poem, it's a poem. If it's prophecy, it's prophecy. Generally, prophecy is in symbols. <clears throat> so the symbols should represent an exact event given in symbols so people in the future can't distort it purposefully. So, at least I believe. So one looks at those symbols and, and goes, okay, compared to other scripture and in the context, what might it be meaning? So there's a lot of controversy over uh, the book of Revelation, but I think in general, this is what is happening. There are two concurrent types of events. There's the judgments that run in those seven years. And these are the seals, the trumpets, and the bowls uh, described in detail in uh, Revelation chapters 4 through 16 at the, of terrible wrath upon the earth. <clears throat> but there are other events that also run at the same time, which are also, also important. And these are described primarily in the book of Revelation. So this is the sealing of the 144,000 Jews, which will spread the gospel uh, and will be probably all uh, killed for their faith during the tribulation. But the gospel does become spread to the end of the earth, as it mentions in Matthew 24. So people will have the opportunity to be saved by God's mercy in the tribulation. So also during this time, uh, there is the um, uh, the two witnesses in chapter 11. Uh, we don't know who the witnesses are. Maybe Moses and Elijah's speculation that come and witness to God on the earth. Uh, the whole world will know them and know of their witness. They'll be, be greatly irritating to people who are um, uh, on the earth at the time. There's the spiritual war. So this is, involves the beast, uh, which there's the beast one and beast two. Beast one is also known as the Antichrist, first appearing in Revelation 13. He'll do some key things. He'll kill the two witnesses, for which the whole world will celebrate. But the witnesses resurrect and, and, and will do it where everybody can see them and will ascend into heaven. So he will uh, promote his own personal worship. And he will attempt to control commerce and the world. Uh, all this is described in um, uh, chapters 13 and um, the culmination of that uh, dominance is described up to 18 and even in chapter 19. So the uh, beast has a second beast, his helper, also who uh, will attest, testify and do his bidding. There's Babylon, there's commercial Babylon, and there's um, religious Babylon. So the world systems starting at the Tower of Babel that will be destroyed uh, during the tribulation and by the return of Christ. Then there's the abomination of desolation. And this is at the midpoint where the, um, the Antichrist will come into the temple and set up a worship of himself. 
and uh, cause an abomination to the temple in Jerusalem, which will exist at the time. And at that time, all Jews are told in Matthew 24 to flee to the mountains immediately to get away to save themselves. So then after these terrible events, as we read in Revelation 19, uh, Matthew 24, that Christ will return uh, very suddenly uh, upon the earth. It'll be glorious. Uh, he'll bring salvation. It'll be accompanied by uh, many signs in the heavens. It'll happen rapidly at the, as a thief in the night. It'll occur at the battle of Armageddon, the last battle of the earth. He will gather his elect to himself. And in chapter 19, there'll be a great uh, wedding feast of the believers and, and their presentation uh, at his second coming. At that time, then, he will set up in chapter 20 of Revelation his thousand-year reign, where he will reign upon the earth, and the people who had sinned and not know him will be bound, uh, and those who are Christians will be saved. At the end of the time, Satan will be bound and the beast as well, uh, and the Antichrist. At the end of the thousand-year reign, God will once again let loose uh, Satan and the beast, both beasts, and, and non-believers, and there'll be one final battle. This is in Revelation 20. Uh, Christ will defeat them all, and the uh, unbelievers will be destroyed, and the Satan and the two beasts will be thrown into the bottomless pit and forever tortured. So there's a little controversy about this, what happens to the souls of eternal believers or unbelievers. But they also will be judged at the second judgment and will pay for their sins. So God is just and whatever is doled out to the time and the extent of that, time extent and punishment extent will be <clears throat> deserved. Eternity then, in chapters 21 and 22, is initiated. There'll be a new heaven and a new Jerusalem that will, uh, new heaven and earth, excuse me, and a new Jerusalem that will descend upon the earth. And it'll be glorious. And the, uh, essentially, the Garden of Eden will be reconstructed in chapter 22, Revelation, the river of life, uh, in the uh, new heaven and new earth. So this is, uh, this is our great hope for those who have believed by faith in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. There's a wonderful eternity that is laid out for us <clears throat> very clearly in Scripture, not just in the New Testament, but the Old Testament as well. We have extensive passages on the eternal kingdom. So God has been so good to be merciful to us, but to communicate this wonderful time in the future that we have to us in Scripture. So don't be confused by it. Read through it. Get a good commentary by, like by um, Walford on um, the end times, John Walford, and uh, on the book of Revelation. Excuse me, I, I think that's Charles Ryrie, R-Y-R-I-E. Very simple to read and, and cogent. And that will help you to understand uh, more about what's in this important scripture. Thanks for joining me today. This is the end session of our podcast. So it's been great for a great privilege for me to bring this podcast to you. 
Remember, all the notes are on the website. Leave comments, questions, read the disclaimer. Uh, by the end of uh, this course, you should have a cogent, <clears throat> succinct, and clear knowledge of Scripture, the important themes of Scripture, God, Christ, the Holy Spirit, our salvation, security of salvation, the Christian walk, how we interpret Scripture, and the end times, church. So, um, if, if you lack, and uh, there are still other tools on the website, at the Teleos website, and that can uh, help you further understand or contact us, we'll try to arrange a mentor for you that also can help you. Thanks so much for joining me, and I hope to see you in other series uh, from Teleos to further educate you in Scripture. Goodbye for now.